4.50 left to run. Rothfire straightened in front. From Laws of Indices, the outside. Isotope giving her cue. Volana coming up four wide. N five wide. Six out, Alligator Blood. Screaming down the centre of the track. Rothfire is still the leader. Isotope trying her heart out. Alligator Blood might be a danger. Rothfire in front. Alligator Blood on the outside. Raced up at the lead. He raced away. He's going to win the Stratty. Alligator Blood first. Private Eye. Screamed home for second. Rothfire third. Photo fourth. Startanos are Isotope. Then Brooklyn Hustle. Followed by Ayrton. I am Superman. Laws of Indices. Valada. Then came Emerald Kingdom. Socks are gone. Wild Planet. Apache Chase. Bandersnatch. And Buffalo River out towards the tail. Bar one. The favourite has run Stone Motherless last 11-11. But Alligator Blood has taken the Stradbroke. He took it and he took it in devastating fashion. Uh, for uh, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, Gay Waterhouse, her 150th Group 1 winner, her first Stradbroke special itself. A lot of emotion involving the ownership. We'll talk about that later. But this morning we're going to focus on the jockey. He handled it immaculately. Tim Clark riding Alligator Bud. He's our first guest on Past the Post. Tim, good morning. Congratulations. Yeah, good morning. And, yeah, thanks very much for that. It was, um, yeah, a special day. Barrier 17 in a field of 18 is never an easy task in any race, let alone a, a Group 1 strand break. You came out with purpose, you had a bit of a sniff, but then sneaked him back uh, wide but with cover. And just watching the replay, I mean, it's, it's, it's when you're calling a race, you're looking at 18 horses, but watching the replay, gee, he always travelled well. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, it was, you know, well anticipated that there was there looked to be pretty good pressure in the race, as you'd expect with, as you said, a, a field of 18. And, um, you know, we were under no illusion that there was going to be a high-pressure race. But, you know, we wanted to, to come out positive early to, to see where we might end up. But that just that first um, sort of furlong going into that first turn, they, they were just a bit too sharp for me and uh, just come back and end up getting a, a lovely trail on the back of Ayrton. And that horse just, you know, took me everywhere I need to go. He was wide but working forward, which allowed me to just slowly improve into the race with, without doing too much work. And, yeah, you're right. He, he travelled he traveled sweetly throughout. It was just a matter of, uh, you know, one, once he did straighten up and, and I, I pulled him out, it was just a matter of whether he was going to, you know, extend and, and sprint off off the bridle. And uh, when, I, when I did sort of probably approaching the 300 when I did ask him to, to go. He really he really quickened well and, and showed a really, you know, impressive turn of foot to, you know, really put the race away within a, a matter of, you know, 50 or 100 metres. Tim, we knew he was a genuine Group 1 horse as a three-year-old. He then lost his way a little bit after being injured. You rode him in a couple of barrier trials uh, earlier this year. When you rode him in those, did he give you the... Well, not, not that you can say the old feel because you weren't with him, but the feel of a horse that had that type of ability. Well, his second trial from memory definitely when he when he trolled at Rose Hill and he, he won by a good margin. His first trial he probably probably just needed to hit out, but his mm-hmm. second trial he'd, he'd, he'd improved nicely and and definitely you know went went really well and, and I guess went something like the the alligator blood of old I, I'd, I'd say, but yeah you know, he. he as I've said a couple of times, he, he's, you know, we haven't had, you know, I haven't had a lot to do with him, but everything I've done with him, he's, he's pretty laid back. He's pretty casual. Uh, you know, he doesn't sort of overdo anything or, you know, even his work on Tuesday morning, it was, 
it was strong work, but he, he definitely, um, you know, he didn't go out there and, and just work the place down. But that's just sort of him. And, you know, he seems to be a lot calmer and uh, a lot more laid back now that he's just that bit, a bit older and a bit more mature, I guess. Jockeys, when they're in, in big races with big fields, uh, often traffic can be, be an issue. Sometimes you're in a spot you don't want to be in. You've got to duck and weave, thread the needle. Must be very comforting when when you come around the turn in the Stradbroke Handicap and you can see that long straight ahead of you, but there's no horse around you. you had perfect clear running. It must be a good feeling. And knowing you're on a horse that you know is travelling like a potential winner. Yeah, that's right. He, uh, yeah, he, he did travel sweetly and... I think it was just a matter of, really, for me, um, you know, just not going too soon on him, really. It was just a matter of just making sure I got around the bend, got him balanced, he, you know, he changed stride, got over onto his right leg, and and then, you know, Eagle Farm's a, a big, long straight. So it was, yeah, just trying to make sure that I, I held him together and as long as I could. And, uh, yeah, he, as I said, he showed a superior turn of foot and, it was um, it was good to see to see him reproduce that that sort of form, and it's good to see him back in in um, such good, such good um, good way at the moment. He's you know both his runs this time of, for Gain Adrian have have been terrific, so he, he seems as though he's he's definitely back on track. Um, obviously, the big story yesterday, Gay Waterhouse, one hundred and fifty Group One winners. Uh, tell us about what she means to your career. Oh, look, you know, from, you know, I, I did a little bit of riding for Gay when I first came to Sydney, uh, you know, and uh, in my apprenticeship. So I have ridden for Gay for a, a long, long time. And, um, I guess, you know, once I came back from Hong Kong, um, that's when I started doing a bit more riding for it. But it did take, a you know, quite a quite a number of years to, to sort of, you know, work my way up the pecking order, so to speak. She, at that stage, like, I think Nash and Blake and Tommy were were still sort of her main riders um, at different stages. So, uh, but in saying that, the last sort of five or six years is, you know, I've, you know, it seems as though I've built a stronger relationship with both Gay and Adrian, and and you know, have continued to um, just get better quality rides and and more rides constantly. And you know, I think especially in Sydney, you need the backing off of a big stable. Um, you know, it's so competitive, and and without the backing of of Gay and Adrian, um, you know, I wouldn't be able to get the the opportunities that I do get. Need you to throw a few figures at us in terms of uh, Group Ones. Um, what's your record there? It wasn't not thirty five like they said mm. yesterday. Unfortunately, it would it'd be nice <laughs> if it was, but no, I think around twenty. Yeah, Five of them about, have come um, here in Queensland. It's been a happy hunting ground for you uh, up it, here in Queensland. It has, and I think I think I was counting about eight or nine of those are for Gay or Gay and Adrian. So, yeah, that you know, that, uh, you were just touching on before how much of a, a big influence they have had on my career. Alligator Blood, as you, you you say by your own admission, you haven't had a lot to do with him. Those two barrier trials, and you've ridden him here twice. <laughs> He's won a Stradbroke, a Stradbroke 1,400 metres is a, is a tough 1,400 metres. Uh, they run fast time. They run it hard from start to finish. Alligator Blood, where does he sit in terms of looking towards the future? I'm not saying where they're going with him. Distance-wise, what do you think of... Uh, 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 can he be effective further? 
Yeah, well, no doubt. Obviously, he's, he's had that um, Group 1 win over a mile in Melbourne. So I think the, the mile's definitely no problem. And, you know, who's to say that now that he's, you know, a bit older and a bit more relaxed and, you know, the way he's, he's relaxing in his races so far, I know that, you know, they've been fast run races, but he's chilled out and he, he doesn't overexert himself, doesn't spend any petrol. So, you know, there's no no um, reason why he can't extend sort of beyond a mile and even out closer to 2,000. Interesting comments. Thanks for your time this morning. Again, congratulations. A quick one. Splendiferous just doesn't run two mile. Yeah, that's right. In saying that, she's you know she was probably sort of towards the end of her preparation as well, so probably a bit of a combination of you know she's she's done a bit of racing and done a bit of the travelling and just maybe come to the end of it. But um, yeah, the, you know the end of the two miles probably saw her out as well. Good work yesterday, mate. Thanks for joining us this morning. No worries. Thanks, guys.